0: Okay, so honestly, I know I'm not the only one out there. Who has gone around the mountain of I'm going to start on Monday? Let's draw a line in the sand and let's start over again. On Monday, I'm starting that diet. I know I'm not out there alone. Today on the podcast, we're going to talk about how to draw that final line and actually get in flight for your dreams and goals. Hey friends, this is Carla. I want to personally invite you into real conversations about living wholehearted and finding freedom, joy, and true peace. I'm the founder of Bochy's Place, an organization that provides safe homes and rehabilitation for women who've been rescued from human trafficking. My heart is to see you walk in freedom and discover that everything you need is already within you. If you feel alone in what you're going through and you need a counselor, mentor, or maybe just a friend, that's exactly what this podcast is for. Welcome to the conversation. I'm here with my friend, Dara. Please don't leave me hanging, friend. You know oh, all the hi. things. Hi, how you doing? <laughs> you know all the things. Have you ever struggled with that, like me? I, mean, I feel like, every week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I feel just like every week. I feel like every week. It's like, hey, I'm starting Monday. Um, I,
1: I just want to reset to... New is available in every moment. Mm. And I don't want to wait until Monday. I actually feel like it's a form of self deprecation. Oh, um, so and the reason why I love your consecration so much, which let me not go even forward with that thought. I. consecration is an interesting word that I don't think is a normal everyday household word for people. Can you break that down a little bit differently?
0: Yeah. So consecration to me came out of the book of Joshua in the Old Testament of the Bible. And God said to Joshua, now let me set the scene really quick. So everybody who doesn't know that book will understand the Israelites had just been taken out of the desert where they were in bondage and slavery in Egypt. Moses had actually taken them out, right? Well, once they escaped bondage this is very important that we remember this part escaped bondage they then went into what God put them in it's called the desert and they roamed and they roamed and they roamed for 40 years when God called Joshua up to kind of take Moses's place what he said to Moses I mean sorry to Joshua was tell the people to consecrate themselves for tomorrow, I'm going to do a marvelous thing or I'm going to do a victorious thing, whatever translation that you're reading. So literally, he said, consecrate yourself. What does that mean? Consecrate means set th- set yourself aside, set things aside and make them holy. It means cut away those things of the flesh that keep you in bondage. Because see, now what God was about to do was to take all these people that were left because Hundreds of people died. Thousands of people died in those 40 years roaming because from grumbling and complaining. Say that. Come on. How many times do we roam around the mountain grumbling and complaining? Those people died in the desert. They never got to see the promised land. And that was the land that God promised them when they exited uh, the bondage in Egypt. The children of those adults actually were the fresh new meat, if you will. And they believed Joshua. They believed that if they did what God told Joshua to do, that they would then get to see the promised land that their parents were promised. And so they actually believed him and they actually did that. But what that insinuated was cut everything that's not holy. And let me just say this. I'm not trying to be religious and legalistic when I say, you know, oh my God, it's not holy. I can't have anything to do with it. But I can say this. Well, I'm going to explain in this podcast what it means to consecrate yourself and make yourself holy. Make those things around you holy. It is literally setting yourself aside, setting things aside and making them holy.
1: Okay. So I want to know, um, is this a fast? Is this, um, why? What's the, what's the purpose? And if it feels like, their sacrifice involved like tell me what you've seen that's been like the benefit and the reward if why is it worth it
0: so i received this 40-day consecration from a good friend of mine who's a pastor of a church and she said to me this has worked for me and i was in a really difficult season of my life so she handed me um the, the principles of the 40-day consecration. I wrote a whole, if you want to call it an ebook, if you want to call it whatever you want to call it, I wrote a little section that I always ask people that I minister to, to start with this, because I know that if, if this is the ultimate draw the line in the sand. So if I'm going to minister to you and we're going to take you from point A to, to glory, we're going to take you into goals, we're going to take you into dreams, we're going to take you into finally getting that breakthrough, that I'm going to start you with a 40-day consecration. And we know the, name, the, the number 40 is a very anointed number in the Bible. And so we know that Jesus spent 40 days in the desert. And so in that time, he received revelation. He received his marching orders, I like to call it. But um, <clears throat> the 40 days is very instrumental. And so I wrote this uh, piece that I, I give for free to people who want it. And it starts by fasting. And when I say fasting, people typically get super scared of fasting. For me, I just give up two to three things that I love. It's always food for me because food is my challenge. So it's sugar, it's fried food, it's red meat, it's whatever I feel led to give up. Now, I'm not going to say I'm giving up broccoli, I'm giving up cauliflower, because that's not hard for me to give up. Who does
1: that? Who does?
0: People do that.
1: I can't talk to them or about it. (laughs) Bless you, but I don't have anything to
0: say. So I always say give up something that really is something that's going to stretch you and cause you to grow. Because every time you go to reach for that, I'm going to explain it to you out of what I wrote for you. But there's certain steps that I'm going to explain throughout this podcast that, that you can do. If you want the PDF, if you want the download of this, you can go to CarlaShellis.com and you can um, join our email list and then you will get a free PDF of that. And that it's your own document that you can read and study and write on But did that answer your question?
1: Yeah, that was amazing. I'm so excited about that. And, and thank you, by the way, that that's a free resource. Guys, go get that. It's baller.
0: Um, so let's start with, um, I'm going to kind of read the the importance of this. In that Israel's success into the promised land was a direct result of their obedience. So, when I talk about obedience, I'm not talking about legalistic law. I'm not talking about bringing alongside of you your entire family and co workers and then condemning them because they're not walking with you. It's something you can present to do as a family, which my husband and I and my children have done before we have seen enormous breakthrough in those 40 days. What we asked the Lord for and what we're believing the Lord for, he showed us and brought to pass during those 40 days. And so as I get into that more technical step, I want to explain that the obedience is a direct result of the success. So Israel's obedience in how they... um, actually walk this out, they followed word for word what Joshua told them to do because they knew that Joshua was hearing directly from the Lord. So their obedience, so when I say obedience, how does that apply to us? That means if you commit to something and you commit to the day-to-day routine of this consecration, your obedience is directly related to your success. So that's the first major principle. Every step that they took towards the promised land is the direct order from God. So, as you're doing this consecration, as you're stepping towards whatever your promised land is, so what are you believing God for? What is it that you need a breakthrough in? Every step towards that is your direct response to God's telling you what to do. We learn, we we get to take this frame from Joshua because Joshua wrote it clearly out in the book of Joshua, right? The next thing is disobedience is clearly presented as an obstacle to success so for example if you're okay i'm just gonna give you a real flush example my daughter is in her birthday week Mm. so she asked me to stop at crumble if if nobody has tried the crumble cookies you just don't even know what you're missing it's Mm. it's like heaven on earth it's the most amazing cookie ever this is not a paid ad by the way as if i'm having a paid ad i'm like i have given up sugar I cannot have that. That's my total weakness. So she went and got that. She was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, Mom, but I'm getting it anyway. So she got the cookie and literally I went to take a bite of it because I thought, oh, one little crumble of that cookie is not going to throw me off of my blessing. Jade grabbed my hand and she was like, stop. No, I'm not going to let you do that. So I fell into... a a little moment of weakness and I wanted to take a bite of that cookie but I gave up sugar during this consecration so for me I'm not going to be that disciplined with myself if I just tell myself we're not having sugar for 30 days but because I am committing myself to the Lord for the breakthrough I'm I'm um, believing God for I am so disciplined on that last night I had like a little temptation but my daughter held me up and said no So my disobedience, if I keep doing that and keep doing that, that's going to be a direct result to my not being able to cross over into what, because it's a consecration. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think um, when you really understand the filter of the finished work of Christ, you can't ever mess this up.
0: Right. So that's right. That's important that that's, and that's what I'm going to.
1: Yeah. And, um, I was listening to Caroline Leith this morning about brain science and she has like a 21 day detox. Right. Again, all of these are the same filters, just like a focused, intentional discipline that, that is not about moving God. He's already for you. Right. Um, it's about breakthrough for you that's and right. principles that just work. That's right. Um, but she said, you know, if you miss a day, don't start over. She said, continue, continue. Yeah. And, and here's actually the, the, the reason why you have to have this revelation is because you can be empowered to do this consecration Mm -hmm. by the grace of God, where, because if failure is on the brain, then you're not enjoying Jesus, which is the whole freaking point. That's right. And it's just, it's to consecrate to me is, is saying, getting, getting to a place where I'm exposing my weaknesses to such a degree that I'm able to discover God as my strength and dependence in a way that is supernatural. Mm-hmm. And that's exciting. Why why do we get bogged down or legalistic or I just think we've done these things with the wrong goal instead of enjoying Jesus and like there's so much power, there's so much grace, there's so much ability to do it. We've almost focused at this as like this heavy almost Old Testament burden. And right. so I don't think I don't the results that you're talking about. You have a, a revelation about
0: it. Right. And, that, and that's the thing. And, and I want to say that it, this this is absolutely never to erase the spirit of Jesus, because through Jesus in the New Testament, which we know is the Old Testament revealed, right, um, is that we're able to be, to be not be under the condemnation of the disobedience. We're able to have that grace to say, if you mess up, just start, just keep going. Don't like that. That's the subject that we're talking about is having that drawing the line in the sand, starting over again next Monday. And that is a complete cycle of failure. But the second part of that, that's super important is that while you're consecrating your time, you want to cut those things out that bring unholiness to your life. So it could be bad relationships. It could be bad conversations. It could be gossip. It could be um, complaining. complaining. It could be drugs. It could be alcohol. It could be all the things that cause you to stumble. That right there is going to just keep you in a uh, rolling around that mountain. Right.
1: Speaking of which, I might need to go get a cookie crumble as we're talking real quick. <laughs> I'm just
0: <coughs> Excuse me, everybody. I have a cough this week. Um, the past generations that stayed in the desert for 40 years of wandering in the wilderness were a direct result of the crumbling and complaining and the disobedience. So you can look at your life like I have. I've taken a good hard look at my life and gone, my goodness, I just keep rolling around that mountain. And what is it? It's It's my words. It's my thoughts. It's my perspective that has kept me in that place. And that's when I say disobedience. I mean, there's no way we are short of, of information to set us free. Yeah. The word says, when you know the truth, it will set you free. So you just have to apply that through obedience. Okay. In the book of Joshua in chapter seven. Now, I don't know if I'm going to say this right. It's, is it a can it's a C H A N.
1: I'm not sure he is. I would one trust of, you.
0: So he's one of the guys that was in the, um, in the army with Joshua. He was one of the ones that went in to the walls of Jericho and started working to tear that down. Right. Okay. Um, it, I I wrote that he is, he was the one tied to the defeat of Israel's suffering. Okay. His incredible, and I'm going to speak to this in just a minute, but his disobedience and his not, his doing exactly what God said not to do created a suffering for the whole nation. Right. And so I want to say something about that. It violated the one thing that God said is do not touch anything that was devoted inside of Jericho. So when they were coming up to the walls of Jericho, there was a town inside and there was a a prostitute by the name of Rahab that actually tells me that God will use anybody. And just because you have a bad past or just because you've made a lot of mistakes in your past or, you know, you might feel like you were a prostitute. Maybe you have... Uh, prostituted yourself whatever the the story is that God was able to use a prostitute inside Jericho which is what they had to overcome in order to cross the River Jordan to get to the promised land okay so they had to go through this town but they had they actually God raised up a prostitute a local prostitute to hide the spies that were coming in to check out the town well why is that so significant because we don't ever want to think we're not qualified for the breakthrough We don't ever want to think, well, my past disqualifies me for that because anybody can be used as to be used in your journey on your way to the promised land. But when, God, when they finally got those walls broken down and they finally defeated that area, the only thing God said was, do not touch anything that is devoted. And this Achan actually went and took a few of the spoils for himself, mm-hmm. which is going to be the gold and the silver and the diamonds and some of the things he wanted. But he thought, I'm only taking a little bit. It doesn't matter. And so God pointed out to Joshua, that guy right there, just did exactly what the one thing I told you not to do. Okay, let me say this. We have Jesus and through Jesus we are free and through Jesus we are forgiven, but we can absolutely continue to make the same mistakes that keep us stuck in the same place. And so what I want to say about that is that it wasn't until all of the possessions were eradicated, all of the things were were completely taken out, that were set aside again in that consecration, that Israel was then set free to move on to the next place. So I wonder in this space, Dara, I'm thinking about people who are tied to bad relationships. I'm thinking about people who can't figure out why they can't get to the other side. Are you tied to a bad relationship that you know that you're in? Are you in a relationship with a friend that continues to knock you down, that continues to talk about you, that you can't seem to break away from? Who's that person that everyone tells you that's a toxic person in your life? Like, those are the things we have to be thinking about as we try to break through. We keep thinking, let's draw a line in the sand and start over. But you're attached to people or you're attached to behaviors that will keep you in that cycle of turning around.
1: Yeah, and I I really hear the Lord say, like, 2020 is the year that you actually make a change right. in those relationships. Carla, I really believe that that was prophetic. Um, you can't run if you're tied to the wrong person and we're not talking about marriages, um, you know, abusive marriages. That's a completely different thing. We're not talking about the everyday. Yeah. Marriage is hard. It's work. Sorry. That's just part of it. That's right. And it's worth it. It's the best investment. But we're talking about relationships that you have said yes to, that absolutely it is within your power and control to say no to. Right. And you know, 2020, um, it's the year to see. The year to see clearly so that you could run. And that's why this consecration is so important. I just want you to imagine it as like a launching pad. That's right. Um, a springboard. And actually what's really interesting about, what's the guy's name? Akon? A- a- <laughs> I think A-can- he's a rapper.
0: Akon or something like that. <laughs>
1: um,
0: <clears throat>
1: because he didn't this is everything in the bible speaks genesis to revelation because he did not have a revelation of what the father has already provided he went into hoarder mentality thinking he needed to take these things from this town because honestly because god really hadn't provided but here's actually here's everything goes back to a finished finished in christ revelation the truth is None of us, because of Jesus, are even in the wilderness anymore. We're actually in the promised land. But if you, in your heart, have this belief system, you actually will keep yourself stuck in a place where Jesus has already provided your promised land. And what consecrating does is it gives you, it removes scales off of your eyes and off of your heart. And you're able to see
0: because you become realigned in what, what Jesus is saying. Like, this is better that's right and when we when we look at the obedience as a condition for success we have to remember that success ultimately comes from the lord it's not through your obedience that you're going to have success it's a portion of the process yeah so the success always just comes from the lord period but we tend to idolize the process We tend to think that if I can, you know, there's certain religions that make you think, if I can walk straight enough, talk straight enough, believe hard enough, then everything's going to be okay. In the meantime, you're connected to dysfunctional relationships, you're you're abusing people or being abused, and you think that as long as I can hold on to the law, as long as I can hold on to the things that I believe are going to get me to that place then I'll be okay. But in the meantime, we're just leaving everything else behind.
1: That is a religious dictatorship. That's exactly right. Why have we prescribed to that?
0: And that's the end of part one of our two part conversation on the subject of consecration. I hope that you're enjoying this time with us. Make sure that you go to part two to hear the remainder of this conversation and how to change your life. For information on events and resources, go to Carlashellis.com And always, if you or anyone you know is in an abusive situation, go to carlashelis.com help. And remember, you already have everything that you need within you.